The Art of Relationships radio show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Tuzinski, or The Art of Relationships. Thank you. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor, Greg Dazinski's, also known as Master G, The Art of Relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners and help him with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. Welcome, everybody. This is Greg Dzinski, uh Detroit's love guru. Yeah, that's a mic in front of me right here. No, it is not a phallic symbol people <laughs> it is a mic uh the stream uh another source on the speaker outlet so people can hear me and hopefully hear my voice a lot better now um everybody welcome this is the art of relationships radio show hopefully everybody can hear me everything's uh going smooth on your end i would love to hear you chiming in um we're going to talk about cheating and some myths related to that, okay? First, I want to make sure you can give me a call at 313-614-9498. Again, the phone number is 648. Oh, shoot, sorry. 313-614-9498. And where are all the live listeners? I might have to try this again. And see what's going on, people. Hold on. One quick second to the Spreaker followers again. Sorry. Going to see what the heck's going on. Hold on, Spreaker. Okay, hopefully everybody can hear me now, and hopefully we're going to go on trying to uh, center what the hell heck is going on. So hopefully uh, everybody can hear me now. I'm Greg Dzinski, Detroit's love guru, uh, coming to you live from Detroit. Adrian, welcome. Uh, hopefully people start joining. We are going to be talking about... Um, cheating aspects, okay? And not only cheating aspects, we're going to be getting into talking about cheating myths and the elements surrounded those aspects about what does it take to, um, you know, some myths that you think involve cheating aspects, okay? We mentioned last week's show and talking about, you know, what do you believe people cheat? Why do they cheat? Is there myths associated with that? Like once a cheater, always a cheater. And we're going to get into that. Does that make a person main aspect or main emphasis is that a person cheats? Does that mean they don't love their partner or their underlying issues why they cheat? Again, I never condone them. I never excuse those elements. I look at why they happen. So we're going to get into those myths. And also, what are your expectations when somebody, if somebody does cheat, your partner doesn't feel loved. reach for you, and you're not doing anything about it. You're not growing. You're not doing anything to make the relationship better. And then they cheat on you, and then you're you're bashing them. You're not getting some cheating mess. on some other not only expectations after an affair, but what are expectations within a relationship, and what are you going to do? Um, to maybe surrender to the relationship again, but you can have a fantastic relationship even after an affair. And also, what are your expectations? If say, they go down the toilet, and you're not feeling love, not feeling appreciated. What are your expectations that you don't do anything and they will just uh, take care of themselves? Okay, you can, as always, give me a call. I want to hear your questions, your comments. Three one three. 
614-914-9498. And as always, you can give me a call uh, or answer your questions down below on the discussion board. Sorry, I'm looking away for a little bit. I'm trying to take care of a a little bit of a tech issue. Hopefully everybody can hear me. So we're gonna get we're going to get into the element of um, you know, what do you do in the event of a fair? What do you do? You know, what are your expectations of an affair? What do you think causes them? And this was a sexuality and talking about just in the first day or two of class, you know, what happens if someone cheats on you and maybe what caused you to cheat on somebody else? And what are the myths that coincide with cheating and what's in an affair? Again, I never condone them. I never, never, ever excuse them looking at the dynamics and what you can do to prevent the affair and what you can do to maybe heal after an affair and what has caused you maybe to cheat before, right? Or, you know, what is causing your partner to cheat? I said this on numerous, numerous radio shows um, I've done before on blogs, uh, other people's radio shows I've been a guest on. I'm not a one myth, right? Once a cheater, always a cheater. That is a complete myth, and uh, it's an untruth, okay? Because somebody cheats, does that make them always a cheater, not a chronic cheater? Yes. In my personal, professional experience, that 10 to 15% of cheaters, okay, they are a dog or they are a hoe. <laughs> How professional is that? Yes, I said a dog or a hoe. Um, they are going to be chronic cheaters, okay? If you want me to help you be happy with a chronic cheater, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to do my best. But again, that might be a myth and that might be a fantasy involved uh, with you that for whatever reason, you don't want to come out of that fantasy that you can be happy in that situation. But I'm not here to judge. I don't look at um, those situations. I'll do my best to try to maybe brainwash you in that situation, okay? So 10 to 15% of people that cheat, I, I do agree. There are all, no, there are people that do cheat. Typically, they're not chronic cheaters, okay? They, they do it for a reason most of the time, okay? Some cheaters we can break down into some cheat because of an ego boost, okay? Because maybe they're not feeling their self-esteem is in the toilet for whatever reason. And then somebody pumps them up, um talks to them, makes them feel important, and it gets to be, um, you know, it gets to be addicting when someone blows your ego up. Again, it's not healthy. I don't ever condone or excuse the cheating elements, but, you know, one aspect, people look at, um, you know, they cheat because they're selfish, possibly. Like I said, you know, the 10 to 15%, I agree, they do cheat because they're selfish, but a majority of people cheat because they're not feeling loved, desired. They're not feeling, you know, great. It's not a healthy situation. I don't ever excuse it or condone it, but I look at the element to look at what the heck is going on. Oh, Sabrina, welcome. Um, oh, no, phone won't let me watch it. Broke, um, broke my iPhone. Oh, no. See, you should be using an Android. Anyway, no, I'm teasing. But, oh, there goes sponsors for Apple if I ever go after them. But you look at, you know, the element. And what myths do you believe why people affairs, okay? The myth is, right, they're dogs or hoes. That tends to be true for only a small percentage of people that cheat, okay? Another, you know, another myth that people, you know, they cheat because they're selfish. Mm, again, another myth that might not necessarily be true. I think a lot of people do have affairs or cheat because they don't feel they don't feel understood. So we have to look at the dynamics again, why affairs, why someone cheats, okay? Because if you know what to look for, you know what is missing in your relationship, it's going to prevent an affair from happening, a cheating aspect from happening. And I love this one, right? How many people, right, use this as an excuse with cheating? Oh, oh my God, I was drunk. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have cheated. <laughs> you know what? You know, I was drunk. I was stoned. I didn't know what I was doing. You know what? You can't even ask, does it happen? Yes, it does happen. But you got to own that. And do you look at um, 
the myths of cheating aspects, do you look at them that in your own mind, in your own aspect, that you were justified? Again, remember I said, you don't feel love. You don't feel love. Um, emotionally, physically, sexually. So that does not give you the right to go out and cheat. Okay, yes. You're not happy. Hey, Katina, you mentioned, you know, they are not happy in their current situation. Absolutely, right? And most affairs happen, that is the case. But what are you doing to work on a relationship to make sure you don't go out and cheat? Or what happens in a situation that you maybe get out of that relationship? Okay, I'm not happy, but I have kids, right? Uh Uh-oh. We look on what's going on. Well, I got a phone call. Hold on a sec. Hey, well, welcome. You're live on the air with the Art of Relationships radio show. Oh, they hung up. Must have been maybe a client calling in. They didn't have a clue. Um, they didn't know the show was on. But anyways, um, we look at, hey, George, welcome from Athens Restaurant here. in the- Just because they're not happy with themselves and not necessarily be the fault of per- other person's fault. George, absolutely, I agree with that. Next, I mentioned right before you uh, hopped on, some people do cheat because they don't feel good about themselves and they want that ego boost. They're not feeling good about themselves. Again, we don't condone it. We don't excuse it. And that is not a healthy way to go ahead and make yourself feel, you know, by using other people or making yourself feel um, important to make yourself feel desired in that way. But yes, George, that that's a great question. And absolutely, it does happen. You say you could get you know, all the sex you want from your current partner. They make you feel loved, desired, um, appreciated. And then something inside of you is um, maybe not feeling good about yourself, that you need that constant reassurance or reassurance from somebody else that you're sexy, that you're lovable, that, you know, it's the old scenario. And I like, how many women out there, um, now think deep, ladies, how many women have been in long-term relationships, married, their husbands, boyfriends, and they're complimenting you, right? They're telling you how sexy, how attractive you look, right? And they mean it. They're secure. They're not lying to you. And all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, whatever, whatever, right? You're like, no big deal. And then someone, a coworker, some strange guy you never, ever met, comes up to you, oh boy, you look, you're beautiful. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I'm so, I can't believe he said that. He noticed I'm beautiful. And we're looking at, and we're like, the guys, we tell you that all the time. Why do you need to hear it from somebody else? And the old adage is, you know, like, you know, somebody cheats, everything can be fine. And are they only having sex with me because we're, they really, you know, because we're married, right? They're only telling us we're attractive or beautiful because they have to, because they're our boyfriend, our girlfriend. You know what? If you need that ego boost for another person and it's going to draw you into cheating, those aspects, you need to be able to look at those elements and look at, you know what? What can I do to do work on myself or get help so I don't get into cheating, okay? Um, so a lot of, you know, go back to a lot of the myths, aspects, and I don't, condone or excuse cheating okay um a lot of people i get calls all the time you know from people that have cheated and they cheated they're the ones that cheated greg why we saw an affair okay why well because out of revenge my husband my girlfriend wife whatever um cheated on me so i went ahead and get even the cheat back and i can hear it in her voice that they feel terrible. And I, I say, it didn't feel like good, did it? No. So it felt like you sold your something you did not want to do. And you have to look at, you know, not only consequences. For the moment, it might feel good to feel desired and be cherished. And again, it's a quick fix. But then what happens after that aspect? You know, I got to keep craving it. Um, it's not a healthy situation to be getting. I've been there. I get it. Um, you know, not feeling loved or desired or appreciated in a relationship. It hurts and it sucks. And it puts us in a spot that, uh, honestly, we've never felt before. We never did. And it makes us do stuff that maybe we regret. We, um, you know, we want to feel that from our partner, from our loved one. But when we're getting it, um, it hurts. And then someone pays us attention, makes us feel sexy or sexually desirable. And then, bam, there we go. We're in a situation and we're left feeling... You know, a shanky way. You know, most people want that attention from our current partner, our current loved one. Um, 
and we try to reach out for it, maybe we're not reaching out in the way we're not reaching out in a way that might be a healthy situation to say, hey, I don't feel loved. I don't feel hurt. Um, you know, I feel hurt. I don't feel desired by you. And, you know, if a partner, I've been there before, believe me. And you look at, well, that's your problem, Greg. That's, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people, well, that's your issue to deal with. Too bad. You hear the excuses. I'm tired. I'm this. I'm that. And then, you know, you have people that are on their cell phones, you know, whatever. They're paying more attention to friends, paying attention to other people, and then what happens, right? And then those people get really ticked off, really hurt when you end up cheating. Not only are you mad, your partner's mad at you, and then you look at the situation of myself out with something I never dreamed of doing. So a lot of you know, myths along with cheating, I want you to look at you know the myths versus the reality. In every situation, when it comes to an affair or cheating, every situation and dynamic is different. But I want you to... what. I would love to do with people to get those issues before an affair or cheating happens and to be able to listen to each other. Some people, they don't want to hear anything, right? They don't, they want to put their heads underneath the blanket, dig their heads in the sand. They don't want to be told or have negative aspects taught to them. You know what? How dare you talk to me? I can talk to you any way I want, but you better not tell me what I'm doing wrong, how you feel. You know what? I don't want to hear it. And that's a dangerous situation to be in. So you need to look at the, you know, the dynamics of what's going on in the relationship. Oh my God, so many people with these and be able to reach for each other instead of reaching for somebody else in an affair situation. Like I said, 10 to 15% of people they're not going to change. They're going to be chronic cheaters. My belief is majority of people that do have an affair cheat, they're not chronic cheaters. They're not you know, in a situation where the myth is once a cheater, always a cheater, that's not the case, okay? Again, I don't condone cheating. I don't ever, ever excuse it. I look at why they happen and trying to repair those situations. And do you really care um, what goes on? Now, another myth when it comes to cheating is, oop, got a niche. Sorry, people. <laughs> another myth when it comes to cheating that the person that cheats, it's all their fault, okay? Yes. It's their behavior. They shouldn't have cheated no matter how they felt. I've said that numerous, numerous times. But always the cheaters fall or the one that betrayed. It's not always up to them to repair the marriage or the relationship, okay? If you want to repair the relationship, okay? A lot of myth, you need to understand that myth is damaging because you have to look at why that person cheated. And you need to take responsibility as you are the one that maybe were the one betrayed. You're hurt. You're upset. I, I get it. But you need to look at, was I doing anything to cause my partner to sway away from me, to move away from me, to lean towards somebody else? Was I not making them feel important, loved, desired, sexually craved? And what was I doing? Why was I not doing that? Was I tired? Was I making excuses up? Or am I just not saying anything? Or am I being bitchy? Am I being a jerk or a dick to them? And you know what? Made them feel worthless. Made them feel- You need to take responsibility. So one myth that I want to break and bust through is the person that does the cheating you need to look at, you know what, it's a partnership and look at what am I doing that caused that. A lot of people don't want to do that. A lot of people want to always blame and blame and blame and not take responsibility where the relationship is at that point. Danielle, you mentioned um, when a woman values another man's compliment over her significant others, I think it's just a sign of much deeper issues. It very well, you know what, that could be a very good um a, a very good point. And I think a lot of it, and that's what I mentioned, it's not just uh, a woman. I think it's, I, you know, been listening to the show for a while, Danielle, and a lot of people are, I'm not into women versus men. Um, you know, compliments or say his girlfriend or partner, wife, whatever. I, I think it's the same thing. And it could be a, a deep rooted issue. Now is the partner, you know, are they being genuine? Is that what they actually think and believe? Or are they just complimenting you and you, they, want to, they want to have sex and also you look beautiful because I'm horny and I want to get laid? Are the compliments um, random, like in that situation when only they're horny? 
or are the compliments are they legit? Are they are they are the affirmations and compliments are they kind of readily basis, consistent basis, and that it's not just, oh, you're only beautiful when I'm horny and want to get sex. So I think that is a big thing. And I think the deep-rooted issues as well, I agree that sometimes it's your own, like George mentioned um, before, that it could be compliments and everything, and the rooted issue could be self-esteem issues. You know why? Uh, I, I don't maybe not necessarily believe my husband, boyfriend, girlfriend when they compliment me, Maybe it's my own insecurities, and that's why I said if you're going to allow someone else to enter your life to boost your own ego, please get some help on your self-esteem, and what would it take for you to value your partner's compliments, your partner's affirmations? So, you know, a, there's a lot of things that involve, with, you know, the cheating and the myths that are involved, and I know, again, at the beginning of the show, to where, you know what, they are only... You know, doing it because they're selfish. They're only doing it, you know, to go after what they want. They're they're just doing it. Just they don't care about me. Another is, you know, does because they cheat, they don't love me. You know what? That's not necessarily true. In some cases, it is true. But a lot of cases, you know, it's not that they don't love you. It's like. A lot of times they're craving stuff they're not getting from the relationship, not getting from the partner, but they crave so much from their loved one that they're not getting and it hurts and it it you know and all of a sudden they get self-validation from somebody else I'm gonna repeat a bunch of times. You need to realize I don't condone and I don't excuse cheating. I want to get at the issues before cheating or an affair happens. Like I said, majority of them, a huge 80-85% of the clients I see in my office, there is an affair. Someone cheated. She cheated, he cheated. Um, and it cuts across bisexual couples. It cuts across heterosexuals, gay couples, lesbian couples. You know what? It's not one act or one sexual orientation that it has. It, it cuts across everybody, okay? Um, and, you, know, you mentioned, I agree with looking at yourself, although you have to be careful blaming yourself for your partner cheating. Remember, self-worth and things like That's absolutely right. It's not about blaming yourself. And I, I said this uh before and a bunch of times, numerous times, say, again, no matter how you feel, how your partner feels, it is their choice to cheat, okay? It is their choice to have that affair, to be able to cheat. It's not blaming. They still got to own, no matter how I felt, I still did this. I could have done something else. I could have got help. I could have talked to you more. And if you didn't le- listen or didn't feel loved, and if you didn't want to help the relationship, then maybe I need to peace out and get out of the relationship that isn't working for me. And, you know, a part of, you know, a lot of, I cheated, I wasn't happy in a relationship, but I didn't want to be away from my kids. So I went ahead and cheated. You know, I I get, I, I get numerous, numerous situations, numerous stories, numerous, you know, aspects. And I get at the root and the the issues, the real foundations, the, the meat and potatoes, if you will, of people's emotional hurts. And I, I get it, but I'd never excuse it. And I'm not saying it is your fault, again, that your partner cheated on you. I'm looking at you taking responsibility why it happened, okay? Were you not making them feel loved, not making them feel respected, not making them feel, again, it was their choice to go ahead and cheat or have that affair. That's on them. Again, they need to take responsibility. It's not blaming, you know what, it's your fault I cheated. It's your fault you cheated. I use this analogy in human sexuality class, I think on Monday, that you look at, you know, it's the old adage when you were kids, right? Uh, Say you have kids out there and you go to your son, why'd you hit your little sister? She made me hit her, you know. (laughs) It's not that. You need to take responsibility for you. And you need to look at the situation. Um, you know what? Yes, they did do it, but what was my role in it? There's a big difference between taking responsibility, what your role is, how you made your partner feel, and then them going ahead and cheating. I, I agree. It's not a blaming situation. You need to look at what caused that situation to begin with, okay? It's a huge, huge difference. So, you know, the myths of cheating, once a cheater, always a cheater, that is not true, okay? You need to look at it's, you know, blaming the one that did treat, did cheat, did the betraying. I 
get, okay? Yes. Or another myth is it might not be all their responsibility. Now, I'm not going to say the blame, but it might not be their full responsibility why it happened, okay? You need to look at what your role is, and a lot of people, they don't want to look at that. I get it because of the hurt, the humiliation, the embarrassment. It hurts. It sucks. Believe me, it hurts to get cheated on. It sucks. And you you look at that, and I've seen so much pain in other people that go in this, and it's hard to look at, you know what? Maybe what was causing it? What caused this going on? What was going on in the relationship? Why were we disconnected? And what could I do differently to try to connect with my partner instead of cheating? Maybe I need to get help myself if my partner doesn't go ahead and help with that situation, want to reach for me and want to show me the love, the desire, and everything else. And I deal, you know, people all the time that you know, I don't want to get divorced because we have kids and I don't want to disrupt their home life. I don't want to disrupt your life. So how about we just stay married, live together, you think I do my thing. I'm like, really? As, what's that teaching your kids, you know? Another thing about a myth about cheating, right? You do not have to go ahead and broadcast it to the whole world, okay? A lot of people, the myth is I need to tell your family, I need to tell my family, I need to tell my friends, and the myth, oh, I need to tell my kids so they need to understand. Or is that all about your emotional issue and you playing the victim? I get it. It hurts. I, I, I get it. I understand why it happens. I'm not saying it's right because when you go to the, if you want to work on marriage or the relationship after an affair, it's going to make it a lot harder to go on. And what can you do to look at this is our issue, not everybody else's issue, right? And another myth, get into quick, and then I'll take a little breather. It's ironic. And I still, for years and years, I've been doing this. So many people, if it wasn't for that woman, my husband or boyfriend's coworker, if it wasn't for that friend, if it wasn't for, you know, a, the guy saying about uh, uh, you know another guy, but if it wasn't for her, she would have never cheated. If it wasn't for her, never cheated. You know what? That's a myth. Okay. Now, if it wasn't for that other person, there might be another person, right? So you need to take focus off that other person. You know they cheat would and look at you know what what caused you to sway away from the relationship. Okay. Again, if you decide to try to work on it and try to heal from that situation, okay? You need to look at and stop blaming that other person that they had the affair with or cheated with. You know, the other woman, the other man, whatever that situation, you need to put the focus back on you. It's easy to do, right? No. If it wasn't for that other woman, other man, it might be another man or another woman, okay? Put the responsibility on your partner that did the cheating, whatever, and look at the situation. What can be done to... Bring the situation, what caused the situation, okay? Do not go anywhere. I am going to take a breather. <laughs> Let my voice uh, <clears throat> come back from puberty a little bit. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. Remember, check out my website, theartofrelationships.org, okay? You can sign up for my monthly newsletter and get a 50% off coupon uh, at createspace.com. My book, Love's Essence, and paperback. Look, check it out again. Write your number down. Give me a call after the break. 314 people, okay? I'm going to be right back, and we are going to continue this discussion and maybe get into also about applications after an affair, what needs to be done to heal the relationship if it can be healed, okay? We're going to get also some myths um, I want to sort of debunk, okay? So I'll be back shortly and talk to you guys in a little bit. You're listening to the Art of Relationships radio show on the podcast Detroit Network. This is just another song you'll never hear about a girl I've never met. Sorry, hopefully this won't skip that.
Okay, we're stopping that. What's going on? I have no idea. Sorry about that, people. Um, we'll be back live. Forget about the break. Well, short little break. We're back now. Uh, sorry about the skipping aspect. I have no idea what was going on with that. Um, I need to take care of that real quick. Welcome back. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. I'm your host, Detroit's love guru, Greg Dzinski. I'm a licensed professional counselor in private practice here in Detroit. And I'm a relationship and sex specialist, okay? Talking about myths of cheating, okay? Um, we're going to look at, you know, some other myths related to the situation and going to talk uh, a little bit about those. But I first want to get back, give my number out. Again, phone number is 313-614-9498. And going to get more into the situation to where, you know, I talked about a bunch of myths before the quick little break in the audio glitz from the music. Sorry about that. You look at, um, you know, another myth getting into how many people think out there that cheating happens because sex sucks. Not always. There's a lot of relationships out there. You know, she cheats, he cheats, and the sex is actually pretty good. It's satisfying. But, and you think, it's, you know, the sex is good. Why do you cheat? You know what? They might, the sex might be good, but they feel disconnected emotionally. A lot of people, you know, they long for not only the physical pleasure of sex in a relationship, but they're really longing. They feel so disconnected. It's weird. I know. But even, you know, sex might be good in a relationship. They, you know, frequent sex, whatever, but they feel so disconnected on an emotional level that that's what draws them Instead of reaching for the other partner, another one um, turns into the situation to where, you know, they feel connected, they feel listened to, they feel important, and all of a sudden that leads to a situation. Um, so, you know, another myth aspect that you need to look at is, you know, most affairs are not, yes, yeah, some of them do involve because of they're not getting sex. They're not, sex might be not satisfying in a relationship. That does happen. But believe it or not, most affairs happen because the emotional disconnect is in place. You're not feeling loved. You're not feeling desired. You're not feeling like your partner gets you, even cares to listen or hear you. And that starts happening, okay? Another myth is most affairs, most of those situations that people cheat, believe it or not, most people do not intend on having an affair they do not intend to cheat. Now, again, I'm not a, I'm not saying that you know they cheat. Yeah, they did intend to do that, but that wasn't their original thought, their original plan. Most cheating, most affairs happen because, okay, because you know they feel that disconnect. They start talking to somebody, and that emotional connection cements, and then the physical affair starts. Typically, that's what happens to a, most affairs. Again, there are affairs that people go out and look at it because they want their ego boost. Yes, these are the small percentages, okay? So you have to look at most cheating. Most affairs are not something that is intended, okay? They, they materialize over time because someone feels important. Oh, my God, she's listening to me like my wife doesn't. He's listening to me like... My boyfriend never does, never pays attention, always disrespects me, takes me for granted. And then someone pays attention and listen, it feels good. And then that's when the cheating aspect starts happening, okay? Um, so that is another myth that a lot of people don't understand. You went out and looked for it. You went out and looked. Yeah, there are people that do do that, men and women, because they're bored in a relationship. They they go out there, but those are the small percentages of people that do cheat, okay? There, there's, you know, talk about, yeah, because it's their own ego boosting, right? They don't feel loved or connected in their relationship. And there are those chronic cheaters that do it just because they want to, because it's all about um, all about them and they're selfish. Those out, out there, there's not just one reason per se that people cheat or have an affair. Yes, you know, I said, majority of them because there's a huge disconnect in the relationship, be it, um, you know, sexual disconnect, emotional disconnect. Most of it 
is because of an emotional aspect that I have found in my professional experience that there is, they're not feeling important. They're not feeling valued in the situation. Um, but you have to look at what am I doing to cause my partner to feel this way? And some of them, let's face it, they don't care. They don't care what you're feeling like. You know, you can talk to them and speak from the heart, not anger. You know, I don't feel loved. I don't feel appreciated, even cared about by you. And if that person still acts the same, they act like they don't care, they could give a shit, my question is why are you with that person, okay? Why would you sell yourself out to go ahead and cheat? And I get it, right? The kids, finances, I get all this stuff. That is still not a reason to condone you to go ahead and have those situations, okay? Um, And you need to look at um, we're going to look, oh, another, okay. If you have or are trying to work on a relationship and still have a desire to cheat, don't you think it's your subconscious tell you that the relationship is simply over? Yes. There are situations that, you know, people cheated because what? Some people cheat. That is true. They cheat because they know the relationship is over. They feel so dead inside and it might be their way to get out of a bad, toxic relationship and it might cheating also some people use it as a form to give them not only a subconscious level on a conscious level that you know what it gives them maybe their gut instinct that the relationship is dead i'm not saying it's a healthy way of doing it but some people use that as a way or a barometer to say you know what i don't even feel guilty about cheating i know that the relationship is over it's dead it's done with And this sort of confirmed it. So people do use that as a form to end the relationship. And again, is it a healthy way of doing it? No. I'm telling you about ways that people do it. I'm I'm not suggesting you go ahead and do this. I'm not advising cheating. I never do advise or substantiate anybody having an affair or cheating the situation. But I look at why is it going on? Or, you know, why is it going on? Can you work on your relationship and work on your self-worth? Or why are you in that relationship to begin with? Maybe you need to work on that and be able to get out of that situation, okay? Um, Now, after, you know, after an affair, like I said, most couples I see are coming in after the affair. One myth before the short little break was looking at it's you know the myth is it's the person that cheated the betrayer it's all their job to do all the work to earn that trust back. yes i'm all about that i need crap to earn that trust back right if it's say i need to, i want to look through your phone okay babe here you go i want to look through your email here you go babe no big deal no i'm not going to be controlled you are not going to look through my phone that doesn't build trust do you understand that means, yeah, you're more important about holding on to your control, having control over you or whatever. That is not going to build trust back. And if that person that you're with that you cheated on is, okay, okay I understand, whatever, they're being a fool, okay? Because it's going to come back out. It's going to bite them in the ass. It's going to come back a month, two months, six months later, and you're late from work. You get a text message, and you're hiding your phone, or a te- who's that? Whatever. And those insecurities that you're cheating again are going to come back. So you need the man up or woman up and be able to eat crap for a while. Babe, you want to see my phone? Here it is. Here's my email password. Um, you know what? I want to earn that trust back. You know, it, some people will even look at, you know, taking a, a what a selfie or a video, uh, whatever. I I have an Android, whatever. They might do Google Hangouts or a live video saying, "Here I am. I'm saying where I, I'm telling you where I am." Right to justify and to look at ways to build trust. Now the myth comes in where the partner that was betrayed, that was cheated on. They're saying it's all your responsibility to fix this relationship. Not No, no, that is a myth. And it's not going to help the relationship if you are not working on yourself to heal for number one and look at what you can do better as a partner, okay? Again, I, I repeat this and repeat this. Again, you, it's not 
the person that did the cheating, they're the blame. I get no matter how you made them feel, whatever, they still did that. But you need to take responsibility and look at what you can do to be a better partner, to make your partner feel loved, appreciated, desired, okay? And most, I'm not going to say, a majority of marriage with the affair, they can work. They can also um, not only destroy and kill the relationship, but some, a cheating and affair can wake up the relationship and actually, believe it or not, can make the relationship better or marriage better than it's ever been before. The relation it's almost like a, an addict. You know, they hit rock bottom before they get the help, right? I sort of use that analogy in a relationship that cheating or the affair might be that situation where the relationship hit rock bottom and it caused the relationship to get shaken and wake the hell up and look at what the hell is going to not and make relationships stronger, um, more healthy, more live again. Again, I don't, sorry, <clears throat> I don't ever recommend doing that to wake up the relationship. I'm saying it can be this way. So a myth is that the relationship straight not be repaired. That's a myth. It can, be, it can be stronger. It can be a lot more trusting, believe it or not, a lot more loving and compassionate, more understanding. And sometimes these situations can also cause people to be able to be more open and honest. They're not hiding. They're not hiding their feelings. So a myth is that you know uh, an affair can will never ever make the relationship the same. It'll always be there. It'll be not necessarily that is a myth. Does it take help to do that? Most of the time it does, and it takes the help of someone that is very very qualified in these situations that you know the marriage counseling aspect with affairs and it's not just you know there's a lot of so-called relationship marriage counselors out there they have no clue what they're doing with affairs and all this stuff they don't know the dynamics and what's going on you need to stay away from them and there's questions you can ask and you know to get at those situations and to know what the hell they're doing okay um so that element, that, that's a big myth that the relationship is totally damaged, destroyed with an affair. It feels that way, but it doesn't have to be that way, okay? Not at all. Another myth is no matter if you see a great therapist, and I'm not saying I'm great, with not at all. Um, to someone that's good, that knows what the hell they're doing after an affair and you know, think everything's going to be hunky dory, whatever. There are cases. This is a, not a you know one myth. As you do that, it's fine, hunky dory. There are those out there that will never ever ever get over that affair. Okay, they will never get past that you cheated or she cheated or whatever. Um, and that will be damaging. There there are people that will not ever be able to get through that and to be able to heal. It does happen. So I'm. I tell my clients that. I, I tell people coming over, I'm honest. I don't believe in blowing smoke up anyone's booties and lying to people. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be upfront. This, I'm going to tell you what could happen. Uh, you know, I'm hoping everything gets stronger and better for you because of this. And I'm going to help you get that way. But some people, you know, he might not ever be able to forgive. She might not be able to forgive enough and heal and get it, you know, in the back of your mind instead of right here all the time. And that's part of self-esteem and self-worth aspect too. And some people, they play like them role and they'll never step away from that and they're not going to heal. And then it, it's sad, but usually the relationship is going to be destroyed and on its demise. So you need, you know, so those aspects and what needs to be done after an affair, you need to look at, taking responsibility it's not you know it's a myth that it's all your partner that cheated responsibility yes no matter what happened what they felt they need to own their part absolutely okay never condone never excuse the fears but you need to look at yourself what was i doing you know was i a crappy partner was i loving was i understanding was i all about um you know maybe i paid all the attention all the attention went to the kids and you know, my partner in this ain't just men, women. It happens in both genders, right? Me, you know, oh, they should be okay with me not being a child first. Not a relationship. Step families, different, right? But I tell people the relationship comes first, not the kids. 
Because if you feel like, you know, your partner is being used as a paycheck, I mean, again, not gender bias, that you're able to look at the situation, you know, was I able to make my partner feel loved, desired, or did I make them feel like, oh, they got, give me the son I wanted, give me the daughter, the kids I wanted, now I don't need them anymore. And then you're pissed. And upset because they cheated on you, had an affair because they felt lonely. Felt, and maybe they cried out to you. Maybe they told you and you just didn't care. You know what? You didn't care and now you're ticked off. They, they went ahead and cheated on you and you're blaming them, blaming. You need to take responsibility for what happened in that relationship, okay? I'm going to look at another question. Uh, Danielle, you mentioned, what about if you are trying to work through an affair, the victim is being somewhat controlling after the fact, like problems, but when does it come to the point where enough is enough. Either you have to figure, forgive, and move on together or separating. That's a great question. I was trying to get onto that. Again, that is up to each individual to decide, okay? Everybody is different. Now, if somebody says, um, you know, it's two weeks after the fair, they come in and saw me, um, Greg, I'm sick of this. She keeps blaming me, keeps bashing me for cheating. You know what? I, I can't take it anymore. I'm not going to deal with this anymore. And it's been a week, two weeks. You know what? That's part of the crap you got to eat. Everybody is different on how long it takes to be able to get through that. The more you can be remorseful, the more you can be, you know, generally feel guilty and remorseful for you cheating. Got it? The more you can, you know, even if it's a month later, two months later, I can't put it on me. You destroyed me. You know what? I'm sorry. I don't want to hurt you. I didn't want to hurt you. I'm so sorry. Instead of, you know what? Get over it. That doesn't show remorse and guilt. So that is a big issue. And when one, if one person keeps bringing it up, bringing it up, and there's not movement, the person that did the cheating will probably distance themselves and say, I can't do this anymore. And it does happen. And it does happen. Okay. But you have to look at it. There's no, um, it's very subjective. Our, every situation is different and there's not a timeline. A lot of people look at, okay, if it goes on for six months, I'm out of here. If it goes on for a month, a year, everybody is different and what the level they can tolerate. And I look at what is still in place or that person just isn't able to forgive and to be able to heal and move through that. I don't necessarily move on, but to move through that pain, they might not be able to, and it's up to them to decide. It's never up to the therapist. It's never up to say, you know what, guys, you need to separate. If you run into somebody like that, you need to get the hell out of their office real, real fast, okay? Especially in a fair situation that is up to you to decide. Where's my finger? Can you see it? No, there it is. <laughs> up to you to decide. It is not up to your therapist or counselor to decide those situations within a fair situation uh, dynamic, okay? That is up to you to decide, and a good therapist is going to help you reach that decision on your own, okay? So, it, again, it's very, very subjective. Some people, um, you know, it could be a month, I'm not doing this anymore, Greg, I can't do it. There's no way I'm going to forget. Again, it's very subjective. I understand, I get it, and I want to be there for both both partners in that relationship and trying to heal the pain and where do you go from that situation and try to make maybe a separation or divorce amicable um and it's not always easy so there's no cut and dry so many people want to put a time frame on things or oh my god she should get over it it's been three months or he should get over that you cheated it's been three four months it doesn't work that way and that's what i mean you need to step away from listening to friends, family members that can be biased, that can be very judgmental in those situations. And they can cause more damage and more unhealthy decisions for you, your relationship, than, you know, their intent might be good. I get them there. I get that. But you need to look at that situation. You know what? They might do more harm and good. It's not their relationship or their lives. It's yours, okay? And you need to be able to assess that and to be able to look at those elements, okay? Okay, I'm tired, out of breath. (laughs) Again, look up my website, theartofrelationships.org. I'm live here every Wednesday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern, where I'm at, New York City, same time zone, Eastern, um, 9 p.m. right here, Facebook Live. You can also listen to the show on Spreaker, spreaker spreaker.com, Spreaker app, Podcast Detroit, Worldwide Core Radio now, um, SoundCloud, tune in. 
And of course, as always, Facebook Live. Okay, if you have any questions, um, comments, you need any help with your relationship, I do Skype sessions, I do telephone sessions, I do text um, and email uh, consultations and type of therapy as well um, where it's appropriate. It's not appropriate for all, all situations, of course, and I can run that down through you. Um, out of state, I won't be able to accept your insurance, so it would have to be cash, credit base. And, oh, one uh, other quick thing. I am getting ready to uh, announce and get things ready where I'm going to be doing a actually like a Facebook Live. It's going to be a closed group therapy group session uh, for relationship dynamics. And I'm going to run you right through um, working on having a fantastic relationship. Excuse me, getting there. And those are going to be a closed group on Facebook Live. And it's just going to be a $5 fee. And they're probably going to be two-hour sessions, okay? So I'm going to get into, um, that's going to be, I, yeah, five uh, payable through PayPal. And I'll get that information ready um, shortly. And I want to kick that kick that off for the first session off pretty soon, okay? Um, here we go. Peace out. Love and peace to everybody out there. Keep, please, spreading love and peace and, you know, for everybody out there. Be kind. Be nice to people, okay? If they're mean to you, you know what? Walk away. Unless you can't, then you got to speak your mind. I'm all about that. But keep spreading peace and love to everybody out there, okay? Bye-bye.